It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Podcast, available on iHeartRadio every morning and also on Spotify and Apple and, of course, wherever you get your good podcast from. Well, already it is the middle of the working week, Wednesday, the 14th day for December for 2022. We've mentioned time and time again the time is running out for your property negotiations and Arjun I think people tend to freak out a little bit at this time of the year. There's definitely that component that comes in which is all about that finish line and rushing to get in there before the end of the year. There's two components I think of. One is the sellers that probably let go of properties for a little bit cheaper or a little bit quicker than they should have. And then there's buyers who on two parts, one is just go, no, I'll put it off till next year. And they might end up missing out on some of these opportunities or buyers who maybe get too emotionally attached to getting a deal done and end up over overpaying. So you can see a bit of a roller coaster typically happen over the next two weeks. Should be interesting times. Yes, indeed. Interesting times. And Arjun will be back in just a moment as we look at the mental toughness of participating in the real estate game. If you've got a question that needs answering, you can email us at myrealestatepodcast at gmail.com. We are just as addicted to property as you are. Every weekday morning from 6.30. It's the Main Centre Forecast with PRD. Selling smarter every day. And around the country we go. Let's have a look at your weather on this Wednesday morning. First we go to Sydney, expecting mostly fine sunny skies and a high of 25 degrees. Good morning to you in Melbourne, expecting the temperature a little cooler this morning, just 15 degrees with a shower or two. In Brisbane, expect the cloud to clear with a high of 31 degrees today. And in Perth, expecting sunny blue skies also with a high of 30 degrees. It's your weekday real estate breakfast with news, interviews and predictions every morning on the Real Estate Podcast. Well, it's been a roller coaster year. Every month we haven't really been sure what to expect. The market has been jumping all over the place in both sentiment and realities for much of 2022. And boy, do we need a break. The first breather is no interest rate rise next month by the RBA. Some eating, some relaxing in the company of friends and family is going to be an absolute mandatory, a given, as we gather back some of our senses and our overworked brain. And joining me back again is Arjun Paliwell from Investicate. And good morning to you, Arjun. I think it's fair to say that a lot of people, hard as they may try, find it incredibly difficult to switch off their brains around property. Have you got any theories on why that might be the case? Anything, whether it be investing or something that we have so much you know, blood and sacrifice for, whether, whether it be for a home that you go into, there's that attachment to the commentary around it, right? And so I think from what's happened this year, we've gone from the absolute highs of a national property boom to now only select cities powering forward with strength, whilst uh, a bunch of cities on the more pricier ends of things start to feel a bit of pain with rising costs of interest rates and as a result, some declines. But 
that's probably been the, on the mind of many, just that roller coaster thinking of the boom time everywhere and anywhere to now certain locations booming and others slowing down. Yeah, good point. And we've talked a lot this year about the psychology of property. In some cases, it's warfare with what goes on, I think, in somebody's head. It's because many forget that property's long-term components and how the compounding wealth helps over time. Whereas this year and the last few years, results have changed people's lives. There's been growth in some regions and some cities where people have seen between 50 and 60% in many parts of Adelaide, for example. These can be hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, over just one asset. And if you start to put it across multiple, even more so. So I think there's, a, there's an upswing side of things that gets people very connected. And now the downside of things in certain cities makes it feel like, hey, there's just constant roller coaster occurring. And so that's where the, the mental warfare begins, that, that falling in love too much with some of the short-term results rather than seeing a long-term goal that many may have and the long-term that comes with it is typically a boring story for many. Yeah, that's all true. And I think when the market changes and there is this uncertainty that you talk about, there is this imbalance with the way that people process the change because let's face it, this was a shock and then the hits just kept on coming month after month with the RBA. People were, I guess to use an analogy, they were in the trenches just waiting for the next grenade to be lobbed over. I really agree with that expression as well because, see, it's clearly showing in some of the data around consumer sentiment. You know, we've seen consumer sentiment now dip below two key periods. One that everyone will remember being COVID and the pandemic that's recently occurred. We are now worse than that. And secondly, the GFC. We've now stepped below that. So two global super events and we aren't feeling you know, as positive when it comes to the perceptions of people's personal finances relative to previous years, which is where the, you know, ANZ Roy Morgan and Westpac Melbourne's Institute of Consumer Sentiment Measure comes from. So when you're thinking of that grenade, as you call it, I feel also it's not helping with one core thing that always mucks up in Australian property data. You see, with data in Australia, we're unfortunate that we have such a large weighting in data to just a few cities. That's because we probably have one of the least diverse population ranges or spread of population in Australia amongst our cities. Like five cities itself hold the majority of Australia's population. And in particular, two of those cities, just over half or close to half when you include their surrounds that are impacted by the same data. And so when you've got the statistical weighting, getting very technical here, where two cities can move the dial for the whole country, there might be someone sitting in regional part of Queensland, you know, whether it be Toowoomba, Bundaberg, going all the way up to Townsville and even Cairns, who are seeing this national data and saying, hold on a minute, things aren't that bad here. Uh, That's not the case that's happening, but maybe some even second guess it, even though their towns are actually booming based on their current growth rate. So I do feel that we have two things going on. Clearly, sentiment is very low. And secondly, we are seeing that statistical weighting from some of our biggest cities make it look like all of Australia is in this free fall when really that's not the case. 
Yeah, so what you're saying is that negativity breeds negativity. I mean, it is just a common result of the way people feel. And if you are in a negative cycle of information, which you're touching on, you almost look for negative news to justify the the way that you're feeling. So it becomes all a self-fulfilling game of cat and mice with yourself. It's a dangerous, dangerous thing that captures many of us. Even some of the the country's best and most optimistic people get uh, caught in with this cycle of negativity. And on that note of negativity, we've actually been running some interesting data using a lot of analysis across the top three or the largest, I'd say, the top top three largest media news providers in Australia. And what we do is we actually pick out all their articles and put them into three buckets based on keyword search, based on headlines, based on what's going on in their commentary. And we have them under the positive, neutral and negative category, just so we can start to see how the, the main mainstream news cycle is is pointing out things. Now, most of 2022, I don't think it uh, takes the smartest uh, cook in the jar to realize how much negativity there was. You know, to put into context and some data, there was close to just over three quarters worth of media coverage heading towards that negative bucket amongst property commentary by the top three media yeah, that's quite interesting because there'll be people that'll be listening that'll be going, see, this is this is exactly the reason why I feel the way I feel because of the, the, the negative headlines. And I guess the next question is, is there a way for people to condition themselves with the aim of having more of a mental toughness and nerves of steel in order to deal yourself a bit of a break when things do get tough with all this negativity and it's all going into those uh, those buckets of yours? It's a great question and I think the best exercise people can do is something that my wife and I just did over the weekend which was move into portfolio planning and mapping conversations. And when you go through these tools or through these discussions about long-term strategy, you realize there's two very boring components. One is this figure of between 5 and 7% compounding growth averages, which is some of our long-term averages across many markets in Australia. And the second is somewhere between a 15 to 25-year timeline. So they sound pretty boring because they're not the exciting super double-digit gains and they're also not the five years and you're having pina coladas in Thailand or something like that either, right? They're 15 to 25 years of long-term journey holding resilience and they're your normal results. But what happens is what many don't realize is many cities go through great booms, but then they come back to their normal results. They just cannot keep outperforming. And so your portfolio should be mapped out on those very normal looking numbers, but it's still a phenomenal outcome because the beauty of time and compound wealth is 15 to 25 years later, you go, wow, all my problems are solved. That compound calculator, 15 to 25 years, it starts to make things a lot nicer. So you bring that down to the short term, the key should just be, how can I acquire as many assets to build that result in the shortest period of time sensibly? And so the sensible component is your buffers you keep aside and how much you're putting aside each month. And the rest of it's just letting the market do its thing. And that's how you can build resiliency to get you powered through the long term, because that long term just looks very sweet on those charts when you start to map out what it can do for your life. And that's probably a good place to leave it. Thanks so much, Arjun, for coming on to the Real Estate Podcast this morning. And no doubt we will end up chatting in 2023. 
it's it's around the corner and there's definitely some interesting signals for many to consider, especially with the rental markets not slowing down across many parts of the country and some of the affordable markets across Australia leading the charge. I think that should give two key tips and insights into what 2023 may bring, bring about. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast.